Ray Charles, what I'd say. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Belanger. Today's episode is brought to you by ProLineStadium.com, Atlantic Canada's home field for great sports betting. It is playoff time. Think you know who is headed towards the championship? Get into hockey and basketball playoffs with the latest offer from ProLine, and you can earn up to $50 per week in parlay tokens right now until may 28th every wager of ten dollars or more on a parlay of three or more basketball or hockey picks earns you a ten dollar parlay token a total of five tokens can be earned each week tokens must be used on a parlay of three or more picks that expire june 30th 2023 bet on proline all season long at prolinestadium.com or download the alc app must be 19 years of age or older please play responsibly today on the high button podcast we have a good friend of mine Mavs Gillis Mavs is the sideline uh reporter and in-game host for Eastlink Mavs and I go back probably to the Memorial Cup when it was in hell I don't know when it was here but you know that's when I met Mavs and I remember going back to that Mem Cup I didn't have too many relationships in the media business I had relationships in the you know, the athletic and the coaching side of, of sports and the HRM, Nova Scotia, whatever it may be. But the media side, not too much. And I remember walking into that Memorial Cup feeling a little bit intimidating, intimidated, excuse me, not knowing, um, you know, too many people in that media booth. And I remember Mavs was one of the first guys to come up to me and introduce himself and say, you know, I, I love what you guys are doing at High Button Sports and, and made me feel welcome, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And I'll never forget that because, you know, that you know that feeling when you walk into like a, a new school and you're going to a lunchroom, you don't really have many friends and you're trying to meet people and that you're, you're, you know, you're a little nervous, like that feeling. It was basically that feeling. And Mavs was just that one, that first guy that just came out of nowhere and said, Justin, love what you're doing. Mavs Gillis, nice to meet you. And you don't, you don't forget people like that. And there's been countless other times throughout my journey with this company that um, Mavs has always just been there. It's, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it, but Mavs has just always been that guy who's willing to listen and he's always willing to give some advice and he's always willing, um, I guess most importantly, just to be a, a friend, a true friend. So uh, to have him here on the podcast, it's going to be great. Saw him last night in Game 3 uh, of the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League Finals, Mooseheads versus Quebec. We were chopping it up in the press box, invited him on to the podcast, and today's the day, and we are having him on. Also, I want to give a big shout-out to Logan uh, Delaney. He actually messaged me, I don't know, maybe a week ago, and um, sent me the application for the the Q Media Press finals form I guess you could call it I didn't know anything about it until Logan sent it to me I applied got accepted so I wouldn't be up there in the press box if it wasn't for Logan so Logan thank you very much brother I appreciate it without further ado uh, this is the podcast with Mavs Wednesday this is the high button podcast I'm Justin talking to Mavs here we go you know what comes next
Mavs Gillis. Hey, Pelly. You know, one of the guys I love having on here is Mavs Gillis, friend of the show. You don't even need to be nervous when you come over because you know it's all smiles coming from you. It's it's good to be here again. Good to see you in a rink. Yes. And you're the high button whirlwind tour. Montreal, <laughs> Boston, Prince Edward Island, watching Mark Moffat do an episode of Cribs. <laughs> this is fantastic stuff. This is the best <laughs> stuff right here. <laughs> that was an hour of getting into the Airbnb and I got bored. And I go, Mark likes being on camera. He's not on camera enough. Mark, let's get you a camera. Let's get an MTV Cribs tour. Let's get. He popped right up. He goes, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Pretending like he didn't, but he wanted to. He, he loves it. He loved Absolutely. it. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, in the door. This is the high button house. This uh, belly's got the biggest room because, and then down and around. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah it was great. It was fantastic stuff. I, Double M. <laughs> how are you, my friend? It's gonna kill him. He's not here right yeah. now. How are you, Mavs? I'm good, man. You're I'm good? good. Yeah, we're coming off a great year. Coming off a really nice year with East Link. So um, we're wrapped for our hockey coverage for another season. And uh, yeah, it was a, it's been a, trim- the run's still going on. We're just not broadcasting it, but the run is still going on. It's been a lot of fun covering the Mooseheads through this playoffs and uh, getting Eagles and Islanders as well in this year too. But yeah, it's been good. It's been a magical year just for sports in general. Mm-hmm. Can't leave out the world juniors. Oh. You, you just, you can't leave out anything that's happened over the past 12 months in this part of the world. It's been great. It, world juniors. I know this is our first time uh, sitting down chatting, but like how wild was that for just getting everybody back out and active downtown like there was the buzz from world juniors and i thought there was going to be a, like a junior hockey hangover out of it no no they the, the moose were able to really propel and ride that this year with fan support and you're seeing again down downtown is is booming there's a there's a vibe back in the city it's great to see yeah so yeah and again seeing Canada win gold was was also pretty cool too in uh, the, in the way it worked out with that first game didn't they lose their first game Canada yeah. so it put doubt in everyone's head which just flipped the switch when they started so, to win so again and this is how I feel about world Juniors okay it's it has not been it, it this is how it used to be Canada would have its scare like Hulk Hogan getting knocked down in an 80s match and everyone's like oh my god Hogan's gonna lose Hogan's gonna lose then he hulks up and wins the belt. And that's basically the formula for World Juniors <laughs> all the time. And Warps understand. Warps picks up what I'm pick, putting down, right? Of course, man. Yeah, of course. Little, little 80s Hogan reference. Yeah, yeah. He gets up. Like, like, oh, my God. Canada lost five. Canada lost to Sweden. This is it. This is over. It was, it's a meltdown. And then all of a sudden, they start hulking up in the in the crossovers. And then the championship game, they drop the leg. One, two, three, Hogan must pose. That's what happens with Hockey Canada and World Juniors. I wish I had the same knowledge as you when it comes to wrestling. <laughs> My only knowledge is coming from you and Mark whenever I'm bored. Mark will just inform me on the wrestling world and what's going on. Yeah. But I wish I did. But uh, no, you're correct. That was that was the formula, and it worked. And it, uh, it was a time in life that no one's ever going to forget, at least around here. No, Unbelievable. I, I was too young, 2003. Like, this was my 2003. This was my... And again... And they won. They didn't win in 2003. This is also a part of it where it did bring some prominence back and the idea to Hockey Canada and the IHF, because it's an IHF event. Maybe let's keep it out of Toronto. Let's keep it out of Montreal. Let's keep it out of Vancouver. Let's keep it in junior hockey markets. I think Quebec City uh, should be the next spot for it, considering what they did in the last two nights with games one and two, uh, putting 36,000 in the building for the Rampart. And it's just, it's apropos that on the night 
that Phoenix, Arizona, Tempe says we are not having a, we're not building a, a hockey rink was, I think it was like 28 years prior to the night yesterday was the last Nordique game ever played. No way. So let's bookend it and see the Nordiques back in the National Hockey League. Have, you been, have you been in that stadium before? No. I heard it's just, you know, it's NHL. It's up. It's it's an NHL arena. What's wrong? We, 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 oh, call, you can... we, we called those games one and two off the <laughs> oh, monitor from Zachville. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. Jeff was informing me. I was supposed to know that. Jeff wasn't giving me the, the, the form. He didn't give you the no. on that He one. gave me the notes. I just forgot to relay them. Yes. We call, You know what? Logan and I and the crew, we had a lot of fun calling the games. They were great games to call. But it would have been really cool to be in a building with 18,000 people screaming from the seventh floor. Seeing what it's like being in the show. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Would have been great. But you know what? It is what it is. And now, uh, and again, a little inside baseball. Okay, so on night two, our feed from Quebec, the DeGero, kind of, we were getting a clean feed, which means no RDS graphics, not sound from the arena like night one. Something happened. Again, you have to put on the show. And so we were calling off the, uh, off what would be called a dirty feed. So just off RDS. So they have the, the, the French announcers turned down. So we still have some sound, but I'm hearing Marc Andre and, and Stefan in my, in my ears the entire game. So I got to tell, I told Marc Andre Dumont last, last night, hey, I got, I got to call a game with you. We called game two together. He's like, <laughs> yeah, he has no idea. Yeah, yeah. Former Eagles coach. So we had, a, we had a good chuckle with that. But there was one point. Where Furlong scores, and for some reason I say Zach or Jake Furlong, and I'm so mad at myself. And this is I pick up my pen, I throw it across the across the studio, as an homage to someone who used to work at Eastlink. I'm not going to say his name, but he might have called the WHL game last night. <laughs> Anyways, you might be able to figure out who it was. He had, was in a similar situation oh, oh, a decade or so prior. Where something happened on a on a call and he picked up his pen and threw it across the studio with a, yeah. a little frustration. I was a little frustrated. And again, that's on me because I messed up the call. But well, given the circumstances, you can't get that mad no, at yourself. No, I know, I know. That would be so tough. There's a part two to this though, because this morning my producer texted me and said CTV used your voice. They used your goal call on the uh, on the news last night. I was like, oh, they, they didn't. <laughs> Which goal call? He's like, oh, the one the one you threw your pen at. I'm like, great. <laughs> Whoever cut that. Thanks, CTV. Appreciate it. <laughs> can't win them all. Can't win them all. You can't you know win them what, all. Though? You tried. Hey, it's great war stories. It's all, and again, I, I say it with such a smile because it's a privilege to call all the games yeah. and be out there and having fun. And yeah. again, that's the that's the joy of being out there. I mean, hey, we all know our technical difficulties happen from time to time. Did you hear that buzz in the headphones? I, we we yeah. did hear, <laughs> we heard a buzz in the headphone before we started recording. But no, like again, and that game too. It was great to go off on a win on our season because we only had one and two in the finals because TSN RDS was picking it up. To see the Mooseheads' resiliency after four periods where Quebec kind of pushed them around, Alex Doucette scores a big goal with 10 seconds remaining in the first period. You say, well, now they have just zapped any momentum that Quebec had going into that intermission in game two and have punched them in the mouth. The Mooseheads come out, score four more unanswered in that period to go on and win game two. It's just like, it's it's writing like the Sherbrooke series. And last night, R Russo lets in 
it was a tough goal to end that in overtime. All tough, the goal, tough, I, tough, I thought all yeah. the goals for Quebec were trickly. Yes, trickly, very, bouncy. Very, very, very. And sometimes you got to be lucky. You, you got to get that those breaks in the playoffs to succeed. I, I think you're going to see, and I, Halifax will have a, a great pushback tonight. Uh, how we'll, we'll we will have a game six in this series. Yeah, back in Halifax. I I I've firmly believe we're going to see the Mooseheads win tonight. I, last night I was just saying, let's just go to overtime. Yes. What are we doing? It's just back and forth. You know what's going to overtime. Well, and, and it, it did feel like in the last 10 minutes of the third that they were on the ropes. And there was a lot of times where the, the Moose, it was uncharacteristic of their defense, were just swinging wildly at the puck mm. as opposed to, you know, just swinging at it midair and missing and, and allowing Quebec opportunities uh, on Mathis Rousseau. I hope that I think tonight things will settle a bit more down with the defensive core, and uh, we'll see we'll see the Mooseheads get back to their winning form. So yeah, I, yeah. I, that was uh, the first time in a long time I've been really, really, really intrigued watching a hockey game, probably since the World Juniors. Mm-hmm. Like I was, my neck was hurting just from the press box, just like following everything, like because on TV you're just sitting on the couch, but in person, like that was it was a hell of a hockey game. Yeah, you know, it, it, whenever you see great hockey games, it brings you back to memories of when you saw games when you were younger. Absolutely, that's the, that's the love of the game. Yeah, and, it was and, great. And, and yeah, and that's not. And again, it's it's a great series. Now it's two one Quebec. This is exactly what the Q wants to see. Yeah. They want it. We we want a great series in the finals. Yeah, hundred percent. The energy was up there in the press box too. Oh, you could hear, you could feel it big time. You could feel the energy. Uh, Bill Barnaby, my uh, our audio guy, was up in the press box with us for a minute. And he's like, I need to put a mic up here. The, the, that's what this, that's that's what you're with. Yeah, yesterday. that's what yeah, we, yeah. Yeah, he's like this. This this is where it sounds the best. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, of course. So I'm sure there's going to be a we'll, we'll have to find a way to install a microphone up in the press box, but we won't put it over. I was going to say we won't put it over the Moosehead brass cam. Ali, guys, Scotty, don't worry. We will we'll take care of the business. We'll keep the microphone down a bit from where you guys sit. We'll, yeah. we'll make sure that you're, you're Yeah, okay. that's a safe bet I'd yeah. say. Where do you uh, where do you get your energy from? Where do I get my energy? Other than coffee. From? Other than coffee. Appreciate the coffee. Creativity. Um, trying to be creative and trying to find uh, new ways to emphasize points and get stuff over. I get a lot of creativity from that. Um, again, and again, it's the the sports casting element of my life is a psychosis because I'm always always working on it and always my my mind's always rolling with ideas. And sometimes I, I just got to make sure I write them down. So that I come up with the, you know, if I, if a line pops in my head, it, it's got to go on the on the paper so that I know I'll have it for a situation, a game, or I'll remember it. Just it's so it's not a figment of my imagination and it goes out both ways. Like a, a, an example of it was, we had a sponsored segment uh, was talk about the point in our pregames, and so it was just a, a standard read, but I looked at it. It's it was to set up the player matchup. And I was like, okay, so. If, if we're talking about the point, then maybe I should come up with a point to transition into players. And so this year was th- this was an opportunity for me to really get creative and come up with ideas and, and throw some stuff a- around in my head and find a way to work out, um, you know, references to Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross into a uh, into a hockey game or. Uh, <laughs> You know what was the the line that I, I I popped Logan with one I told it to him all before we went in on the air, and then we did rehearsal and he heard me deliver it and he just started laughing. It was we were talking about the two Swiss kids, uh, Biasca and Mueller, 
And I said, well, in the, in the playoffs, you're either forged or you're fondue. And uh, our Swiss nationals, there's nothing cheesy about them. <laughs> and that popped Logan. And I was like, all right, so this is going to be a good line. This is going to work in this in this spot. So there's a lot of energy that comes from kind of, again, and I call it a psychosis because it is a complete psychosis of trying to, you know, always have always have your calls and always have things mulling in your head it yeah. never stops well I, every time i see you around the rink and you're not on camera and you're just moseying around i'm like man like i'm sure he knows he has to be back on camera in 20 minutes but like how do you contain that main same energy as every time all right Mavs, you're gonna be on the air in two minutes are you ready to go i just always thought that was a cool skill it's yeah like, oh this guy's just talking to me shooting the shit but he's got to be on air in a minute but he has that same energy i just i couldn't it's, do that uh it, you know there's a there's a bit of red light to it as well like and, and I, I take that from watching when people talk about Derek Jeter and they talk about how he was a red light performer when the red light was on he'd go and be an incredible ball player I'm not an incredible ball player and my broadcasting's not the level of Derek Jeter playing baseball but when a red light hops on then I know it's 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 time to bring it and Matt our producer has been the same guy he, he he'll he'll say it all, all the time just like okay rehearsal go through and yeah we're good but and then Hey, we're, we're, we're on the air and we go, but off the air, I mean, I'm just excited to be around. We're having fun, man. We're having, yeah, we're it's having, a lucky job. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a good, you know, I know sometimes, sometimes people take it for granted and throw their pen across the studio, but, <laughs> but <laughs> whatever, but exactly whatever that means you care. But that means you, care. That means yeah. you really, you, it's, it, it's good to uh, be able to walk into a job and walk into something that you love every day. So. Yeah, that's where a lot of energy comes from it. So Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And there's going to be a lot of da- – there's downtime coming in the summer because when I was driving out here, I knew I had to make the turn left because if I made the turn right, I was heading right to Crystal Crescent and I was going to test the water because <laughs> I'll spend a bit of time out at Crystal Crescent in the summer and back out on the golf course and we'll see also if I can get a trip back on the over international waters, see what happens on that oh, side of things yeah. as well, see if I get some travel, but uh, – yeah, that's that's where a lot of energy comes from. I love so. watching your Instagram stories when you're at a wrestling match. <laughs> Thank you, man. Like I love you because you're you're, you. you're you're really you're right there. Yes, and you see some of these guys and the pain they're going through, and you're like, is that real? But you're like, yeah, it's an Instagram story. That's real. Yep. But the guy might not be able to walk tomorrow. But uh, it, it's crazy some of the footage that you're getting on those stories. Where is that? Where do they do so those? So I've I've been lucky that I've been able to uh, hop in at UCW, which does um, th- they'll run. Shows in at in Spryfield. Um, I'm trying to remember the arena name right now. The the there's the rink and the gym next to it. Behind it. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, I I call it the Spryfield Sportatorium because back in in Texas, world class championship wrestling back in the 80s, they ran a, a building. Their main building was called the Sportatorium. So I like to refer to it as the Spryfield Sportatorium. But UCW, um, Pro Wrestling Unleashed, which is at the Propeller Arcade uh downtown they run um they run great 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 events and i will give them a plug august 12th keep your uh calendar open because august 12th something big's happening with pro wrestling unleashed downtown so you want to be ready for that this summer and then also i've met the toothy moose with um it is pro the one i call on on oh man it's blanking me right now hold on I got to make sure I get that in no there. Two uh, pro wrestling. Oh my goodness, they're gonna, they're gonna. <laughs> That's why it's a podcast. It takes an hour. There's no rush. Exactly. Um, Freed's promotion. They just had. They just ran. Um, 
Hold on. Uh, no. Downtown Wrestling. Downtown Wrestling. <laughs> and then I run Downtown Wrestling as well. And they're at the Toothy Moose. I wasn't able to go to their latest card where they had a barbed wire death match. Um, they got a lot of barbed wire, so we might see some more stipulations. Uh, Freed, they like to have maybe a bit more edge, a little bit of an old school ECW feel to it, maybe Shotgun Saturday Night. But that's been the three that I've been able to be around the last little bit. But again, the wrestling community in, in, in Nova Scotia, the Maritimes, is really blowing up. Yeah, I saw you it, say that. Yes, man. It is uh, really blowing up now. Uh, Troy Merrick, uh, Justin Newhook, Matt Connors, they've got a, a, a great thing, a uh, great unit called Sabotage. Charlie Hubley, um, Hollywood Cole. That's a great name. They, yeah, they are, they're, they're doing fantastic stuff. There's, there's, a car- there's a guy named Wayne Juggs out of Moncton. What a name. Wayne Juggs. If you want to, if, if you're interested in looking at an interesting individual and character in professional wrestling, take a look into Wayne Juggs. And I'll, I will go behind the curtain a little bit on 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 uh, on Juggs because he trained here in Halifax about 2003, 2004, I think it was. And he got out of wrestling, but he was at a show in Moncton with his daughter. His daughter, he said, I used to do this. His daughter said, no, you... You can't do this anymore. He said, yeah, you just watch me. And so Juggs got himself back into shape. And just this past, one of the one of the recent cards at UCW, she was sitting on the aisle as Wayne went by her. And it was, it was incredible. So it was really, it was, That's cool. it was, it, it was uh, his daughter and his mom sitting ringside as he hopped in the ring. And he, again, I, I love, I love wrestling. Absolutely love it, and it's great to see the local scene getting its flowers. Emily Parker is one of the refs as well, and I'll put over Emily because she's second generation. She's from Truro. Her father was a ref, longtime official in professional wrestling around here. Uh, he had he passed away, so she is now in the family business. She, her, her stock is going uh, through the roof wow. as a pro wrestling ref. She's uh, just recently had a chance to do some impact wrestling tapings up in uh, up in Toronto. And uh, sky's the limit for Emily as well. So That's yeah, great. It's, uh, it's and you know what, uh, Moondog Dylan Davis, kid from Newfoundland. What a name again! Uh, okay, he <laughs> he just he won uh, Lut Academy uh, last year, which was a big competition out of Quebec based off Jacques Rougeau's uh, promotion. Now he is uh, he won a chance to go train down at the Nightmare Factory with uh, Billy Gunn. QT Marshall and Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes, who just recently main event at WrestleMania, uh, he's on. He's coming up very strong. And there's a Gabriel Savage out of Northern New Brunswick. He's also, I think, just won uh, Loot Academy. So he might. I think he's he either went on to the next stage of that competition or is going down to Atlanta for the Nightmare Factory. And he's only been he's been wrestling a year now, but he used to be an MMA. Great look. Is you know it is has got a good package around him, mm. and I think he's he's also another guy that you're going to see 
break breakthrough in the maritime wrestling scene. So I know we it came on to talk sports, but we went. No, <laughs> we're, I don't we're, care. Going, we're going quite well. Wrestling is a sport, so yeah, yeah we're we're going quite deep into it. So, well, uh, what question should I ask? What are three or four attributes that make a great wrestling event, or should I ask what are three or four attributes that make a great wrestler? What's a more interesting answer that you'd? Give I, I think you'd want to talk more about the personalities with what would make a what would make a great wrestler. So, what are three looking, or four attributes that make a great wrestler? I think you're you're looking for for someone that's that's got you know that's got a good move set. Okay, someone that's going to be able to uh, to execute in the ring, but there's also a charisma that you need. If you're looking for a pro wrestler, if you if you want to see someone, you have to find that little thing. It's called it, because if you find a pro wrestler that has the it factor, the wow factor, all of a sudden you have you have an ability to draw money, and you have an ability to tell a story. You have an ability to get people interested and into your story into your character into you what you're portraying in the ring making them want to care and also then making them want to come back the next week you want to find someone that has that it you want to you want to find the it factor you want to find what it is that makes them stand out amongst a roster of people that are all trying to find that it factor to stand out that would be something that i think you're looking for with professional wrestlers um and and again, you want you want people that, you know, you do want to find you want to find people with it factor and how and people that are getting over. What and does what, that mean? when I when I say getting over it means they're able to um, execute and make the point of get what what the sto- what what you want to see what they want to see happen in the storyline in the ring in the match. Really get it over and sell it as something that has a lot of stake, has a lot of matter. Mm. So that's, you know, that, that has value. That That's what you would be looking for in uh, if you were, you know, in talking professional wrestling. Yeah. You want to find the it, you want to find things getting over. And, you know, in broadcasting, now I, and it, it's wild because we have people out at our studio, they've never watched professional wrestling in their life, but they now know all the wrestling carny language and terminology of kayfabe, getting things over, the Iggy, the gimmick. They all know this stuff because they've been around this old boy for a bit. Yeah. And even to the point where, you know, like it's it's funny because I'll send I'll send a wrestling meme off to, to Kenzie and she kinda understands what's going on just based <laughs> off of the lingo that I have used in the past. So there was a great meme with Bad Bunny talking with Kendall Jenner and it was Bad Bunny explaining, Oh, Savio Vega came out, but he used to be Quang, which is again, this is very, very deep '90s wrestling cut, and she is just stunned. Like, oh, this is what it must have been like sitting next to me for all those years. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, that would be, you know, again, that that would be what you're looking for in pro wrestling. But uh, there is a great maritime scene right now, great, and it is the summer is when it really kicks up because the rinks have got the rice out. And yeah. you're going to be able to get get uh, events into the ranks. I've always flirted with the idea of going to do interviews with people before. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know if I could do the actual wrestlers. I don't know if I could handle the characters and bounce back. But like the fans, I could. Yeah, I think I think if you had the opportunity to go in and 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 talk with talk with the crew, yeah. talk with the guys and say and find out what they want to do. Yeah, find out where they want to go with it. You know, maybe they want to sit down and and have what would be called a shoot interview. Where they just talk, talk real, talk talk about 
coming up in the business as themselves. Like the wrestlers? You yeah, mean? the wrestlers. Like in their, not their character. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Just talking about the, the people behind mm. behind the, the gimmick. Mm. Or they want to work you and they want to, they, yeah, yeah that's you know, what I worry I'll about. I tell you, you know <laughs> what? I don't like it worked. You yeah. know what? I tell you, it, but if you, if you knew you were going into it, I think he, I think if you were to sit down with Charlie Hubley, you would have a you would have a fun conversation with the greatest of all time, Charlie Hubley, um, because he's a he's a standout character. But any of the any of the the people that I've just talked about, yeah, and then some. There's fantastic stories in in the maritime pro wrestling scene. That's wicked. Yeah. Is there a debate? I've always wondered, not always, but I do wonder this of wrestling fans that are a little maybe upset that like Logan Paul's a wrestler and he's just there on the celebrity factor and bad bunny. Like, is there, there a, there, there is, there is a bit of a, you know, there is a bit of a drawback because people will feel, well, why is, why is Logan Paul or bad bunny getting that spot when X, Y, Z yeah. has worked 360 nights of the year to earn that spot and doesn't get it. I understand that, but there's also a, an element of bringing in these, these personalities draws in a lot more you know it, it, it does draw in the attention it draws in the money it's it's a catch-22 yeah. you know it's, it's sometimes where you have people that are now working well you, you if you want to see xyz in that spot maybe they do have to find themselves working into the spot to take on a logan paul bad bunny and i'll say this both of those guys can go they like they bad bunny recently in Puerto Rico, WWE ran Puerto Rico two nights. They had, a, uh, I think it was Backlash. Bad Bunny had a fantastic match. Drew a lot. Like, they sold out the building. They sold out the building. And it was, yeah, it was have, very big. Have you ever been to big. a WrestleMania? Have you ever been to one? I have not been to a WrestleMania. I was booked to go down WrestleMania weekend 2020. So, and, then the and then the thing happened. Where was it, Miami? It was in... I think it was where was no it was in Tampa. 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 Yeah. Tampa. It's always yeah. somewhere yeah. warm. It was Tampa. Yeah. Yeah. So New Orleans. Been, uh would have been would have been uh Taker's last match. It would have been all that stuff, but uh, you know, things happened. They they did have the WrestleMania. It was just in the performance center with no one there over two nights. Yeah. That sounds weird. Well, well I guess every every other <laughs> every other league did it. Every, everything was <laughs> yeah. weird for yeah. two years. <laughs> That's pretty... Yeah, wrestle, wrestling wasn't a wasn't immune to not being weird for those two years. <laughs> well, down in Tampa, they didn't even believe in it. I thought no. they, if it was in Tampa, they just would have went with it. Yeah. Oh no, they uh, they shut her all down. They they shut down Raymond James and oh. yeah. So yeah, again, yeah. weird times. Yeah, we're back. Yeah. Like I took a photo yesterday of the hallway at intermission. Juiced. I don't know what did they announce the uh, attendance yesterday? I think think sell out over ten. Over ten. So wow. it was great. Um the new owners, they were on global this morning and they were talking about like some upgrades they're looking to do to the uh, Scotiabank Center. Yeah. New elevators. I think they said something about bathrooms and I think they said also something about more seats potentially. Yeah. So they're they're saying all the right things. Oh, and man, I have Have you met? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Nice. I I have all the time in the world for Sam and Peter Simon. They're the real deal. Um, they are. They're. They're having the time of their life with this hockey team right now. I could tell you that. I saw them on the bench yesterday in warm up oh, dancing. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, they, they are having. They are having the time of their life right now. But man, they, like, for, for like, watching them interact with the players as well. Yeah. They're the type of ownership group you want to have with this franchise. It is. It is phenomenal. Yeah. The partnership right now with Sam and Peter 
and, uh, and the whole Simon whole Simon group with the Mooseheads, it's it's a win win. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's, and and I, I've heard rumors of some of the stuff they want to get done at, uh, around the building. And yeah, it's they they're they're going they they are they have dove right into this. It was funny. I was talking to Peter about. It. He's like, "This is wild! Like, we just bought the team. We're in the league finals." I'm like, "Yeah, it's not like this every year, but I know it is pretty wild, man. This is this is pretty good. You guys are you guys have come in at the at the right part. But I do hope that they can help raise the influence of junior hockey, not just in this market, but help kind of spurn the the movement across the queue and across Canada. I I think that." To, to really start elevating like they were in Sherbrooke and they you know again you can't really do much about about arenas and stadiums but they're sitting there like man that's a great great market it's too bad their 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 venue is so small I wish they had a bigger venue and this is something that you're going to see them try to you know hope to push the tempo mm. around the league and and be a be be good for growing growing the queue That'd be nice. Mm-hmm. I saw a video of the bus driver getting hit with a puck, or not the actual, but he was at the hotel and yep. he had a helmet on or something. And I don't know, I think it might have been Sam saying, you know, everyone give him a hug. And I was like, when was the last time you saw an owner of a franchise making sure that the team hugs the bus driver? Oh, and I saw yeah, that and I was like, yeah. that's different. And I yeah. like it. Yeah. And that's kind of where, you know, whatever you when people speak, I don't really take it for face value. It's actions that I look at. And that was one of the actions. I'm like, okay. Good guy. I like that move. Yeah. No. So it'll be cool. It'll be cool to see what happens. Very, very good people. Very yeah. good people. And yeah, we're, uh, they, uh, they've been very excited and they're the first ones down by the locker room to mm-hmm. congratulate the guys on wins. And they've been the first one there to say, head up boys. You played, you played your hearts out on the losses. So that's yeah, cool. It's, it's really good. Um, I want to talk about your influence with young individuals who are coming in the sports media world. He talks about it every now and then. Mark loves you. Um, we have another guy, Troy. That yep. People just talk about you and go, man, Mavs took me under his wing when I first came into this. And I'm trying to be the same role model as well. And I just wanted to get a, a couple of things from you and yeah. and how you take responsibility in that when someone's coming up and go, Mavs, I've seen you on TV my whole life. I want to be just like what you're doing. How, how, how do you go about that? I just think it's important to give back. I think that's very, very important, but it, it's also because I will remember back at my uh, in, in coming up of looking up to guys like Dan Robertson, Harv Stewart, Paul Hollingsworth. Um, do you go back even further? Paul Menye back in the 80s. This is the guy that was doing Belvedere Super Pins from the Sackville Super Bowl in 1986, okay? That Candlepin Bowling was on before Atlantic Grand Prix Wrestling. But on Saturday afternoon, four-year-old me was not missing Paul Menier and Belvedere Superpins. That's right. Sponsored <laughs> by a tobacco company. Four-year-old me was excited for the Belvedere product. Um, to the point where, and now Menier also, okay, so he ended up, he was the sports guy on Live at Five on ATV and was a guy that, again, I, as a four or five-year-old, it's like, that guy's on TV. I know it's different. It's back in the 80s. But it's like when I met him at the 87 Canada Games opening, Center 200, that made that made the whole event for me. And I still remember that to this day of meeting Paul Menier, the voice of Candlepin Bowling in the Maritimes. <laughs> but 
again. So to go back to go back to that though is I can remember looking up to these people and and thinking I want to you know I want to do that I want to be there so I I want to be a good role model kind of the people that I've looked at have been good role models to me I I want to try to emulate emulate that and I think it's so important to give back to the business now of in, ensuring that you know people are you know if if they're doing it right they want to if they want to learn, well, you, you help them. I know we've got we've got Troy now over with us. He's he's going to be the next guy that I'm I'm going to be trying to smarten up with wrestling lingo. Um, <laughs> but but like again, working and 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 giving, making sure that there's you know there's an industry and there's there's people that are are doing it now. Like I mean, warps. We we go back what sixteen? Yeah, Is it twenty sixteen? Yeah. So yeah. like we were. Now, I was one of my first podcasts I was ever a guest on was was sports with, sport, was sports yeah. with warps. Where we talked about how Nikolai Ehlers I got it, he he dropped the f bomb on live TV. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, again, it's it's seeing you know seeing people with a passion for sports casting. It makes you feel alive, and you want to see people have success. So and and you, Belly, you got the same you got the same thing going when you're watching people develop on the air and people develop behind the scenes and developing this. I mean, that's, it, it, it is so important to, to, to give back. I, I, I keep going back to that. It, and it's weird to, to think about cause I I've blinked and now like, you know, I'll, I'll talk, you know, Dan Robertson. Okay. When I started with Eastlink, he's kind of, he was there 14, 15 years. And now I'm at a point where, I'm kind of in that Robertson chair 10, 11 years into it. And now I have the next Mavs or Mavs S's coming up and it's like, okay, so I've, I've got to find a, I've got to find a way out of, you know, I've East links a bit of a developmental, you know, territory. I've got to find my way up to the, to the next level to ensure that that chair goes to some, some of the uh, future future talent to mm. get themselves prepared for it. So that's, that's kind of, that's part of, on, on my mind as well. Now it's kind of creeped in. There's sometimes questions of when are you going to TSN, when are you going to sports? I'm like, I, I don't know. Do they got the stones to put a guy with a mullet on national TV. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But in the meantime, while I'm here, it's, a you know, teaching and, and, and being a, <clears throat> being a good, a good role model and a, a good sounding board, you know, as I've, I've said, you know, Brad Chandler is another example of a, a guy that we just had. He's going to do some stuff with Nova Scotia U18 next year. He's back in uh, west side of the island. West side? West side. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, he's a, a guy that I, I watched doing uh, reports on the West Islanders the last two years and did a fantastic documentary on, on Ryan Stewart. But a guy that's really put in the work and we see – when you see kids coming up that are putting in the work, you want to help nurture that. You want to help help them develop. He interned with us for a uh, for a month to the point where I said, like we had three interviews with the Mooseheads for intermission content. We're going to interview Jack Milner, which is a, fan, a tremendous story. Um, who else was that day? Milner. I sat down with Owen Phillips and Jack Martin together as a defensive pair, and then we were going to do Dylan Chisholm and. 
Dylan and Brad are, are boys. They're 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 pretty tight. So I said, Brad, why don't you do you do the interview? And it was he's like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, you've you've done this, so you sit down to the interview. And so the boy, the they they went a good four and a half minutes. We put together a nice piece of those two having an interview for intermission segment. They talked about, and again, this is the quote that I think is so underrated in our playoff coverage when Brad Chandler said. Dylan, let's talk about Canada's team. The Junior B Antigonish Bulldogs, two-time dojo champs. They throw around wagon a lot. Would you agree? The fact that he started going, because it's all their boys playing Junior B, but him saying Canada's team, the Junior B Antigonish Bulldogs on the air, put such a glow in my heart. I was never prouder to see someone take that moment. <laughs> That's really awesome. Make it, yeah. So shout out to the Junior B and Ignish Bulldogs. Although last night of the game, I was uh, confronted, not confronted. I was stopped and asked, Mavs, when are you guys coming out to do the Cole Harbor Colts? I was like, man, I'd love to come out and do some Cole, the Cole Harbor Colts. The Junior B and the East Coast Junior Lacrosse League. Yeah, we got to get we got to make sure that we're putting over that talent as well. So, a hundred percent. Yeah. No. So, that's where I think, again, watching, watching people, achieve and thrive and make it happen. You know, it's, you know, being part of helping development. You know, I'll, I'll throwing out helping Kenzie develop to where she is now. Yeah. I'm never prouder. Yeah. Never prouder of someone than watching what she's accomplishing. You know what you're great at, I think, too, is listening. I've ranted at you a couple times of, like, some stuff I've been going through, and mm-hmm. you're great to to sit there and shut up and listen and then rebuttal what I just said to you. And you always come out with something positive of, of a different angle, I guess, to look at it. Hence being the, the ice jam, like, the first day, just yeah, just the, the first day of, like, the, <laughs> the biggest... I can't even explain it. Like I'm getting goosebumps talking about it, but you were so great just to listen to my problems and things that we were going with online. And you, you came back with a positive spin on it, which I didn't think you could do in my headspace at the time. <laughs> and I remember just looking at you. I just gave you a big hug and the, yeah. the, the, the hug was tremendous and the advice was even better. So I think you're yeah. a great listener as well. So maybe that's part of being a good role model is just being able to, or not role oh. model, just someone to I don't know, give advice to just to... it's being a sounding board it's being, yeah it's being a being a, a wiry old veteran yeah <laughs> being, a, being an old salty dog this old yeah, I... this this old this old chunk of coal <laughs> rest, hey. rest in peace norm mcdonald yeah honestly what a reference um but it's true like listening's a skill you gotta very much so like very much you gotta and, it, and when i talk to the people coming up and interviewing you gotta listen you you get that hook and then you're like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold on that. Maybe I'll come back to it. Maybe I won't. But yeah, you just again, yeah. yeah, it's absolute predictions for tonight's game. I know that's not yep. a fair question, but I oh, have I, to ask. I, it. I I think the Mooseheads. Yeah, I think they I think they will tie the series at two. I think we're gonna be back for six. I don't know what it'll be past that. Um, but I think I think you're gonna see a bit more of a commitment to defense here, and we'll see what happens with the Moose uh, moving forward. As you say, the, uh, a great point brought up about Quebec last night, and we they score on the rush, they score on the man advantage. If you can stop that, if you can stop that rush, you're going to have you're going to have a better chance against Quebec. We'll see what happens with the with the Moosehead. So Furlong impressed me. Yeah, first time seeing him. Oh, I actually that's not true. I've seen him play, but yesterday he stood out. He was yeah. uh, he was he reminded me of like Dobson in the Memorial Cup. He was out there. 
He wasn't off. Let's put it that way. He's out there every every shift. The, that's been the whole the whole playoffs. Oh, for long with Jake, Jake yeah. Furlong, man, he has been. Yeah, he's been fantastic. He has really stepped up in that D one spot, and has been just the rock defensively for the Mooseheads. He's calm, S- calm, steady plays. Exactly. That's just what we want. And a big goal. That I said, Zach, urge Jake, and then it went on CTV. Thanks a lot, yeah. Appreciate it. <laughs> Love yous. <laughs> Whatever, your, your voice exactly, is out there. Exactly. You, you, you know what? And that's you, exactly, hey. You know what I mean? And that's, your exact, voice is out that's there. exactly what Morris said when I when I came back with that. We had a chuckle about it, and that's exactly what we said. Go with the flow. <laughs> exactly. Your voice is there. I, you know, I, I called 109 goals over the uh, over the playoffs, but we'll go with that one. <laughs> is, and I also got to ask, post-game, is hit the me. Willie's poutine a tradition or is it a treat? Oh, it's a treat. It's a treat. It's a treat. Okay. With stuffing. Okay. It was, oh, it was fantastic. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I went uh, and ended up at Nelly's with uh, Alec Cook. We were chatting for a bit. There's another guy that I love watching his um, his development and his progression in his career. Because Alex a kid, and Warbs knows when the first guy he met at East Link, yes, the on ice cameraman yesterday. Yes, yes. Alec has developed basically from a guy who came to NSCC because he liked making videos, did some skateboarding videos back at in, in high school, and the road that he has taken over the last ten years and the development of him as a camera op and as a TV producer and as a content producer. I know he's at Resulta now. He he did some. He did amazing stuff with it at Eastlink. He's doing amazing stuff at Resulta. But yeah, Alec Cook is the guy out on the ice in the white suit, not at World Juniors, but now at the Metro Center. Excuse me, Scotia, Scotia Bank Center. Beg your pardon. I can't believe I just yeah. I know. I'm not gonna get mad at you. No, I don't blame you. <laughs> that old logo, the Metro Center, the circle, yep. the triangle, whatever it meant. The HMC. <laughs> the um, <laughs> brain to my head. But Alec on the ice there. He is doing some phenomenal stuff, yeah. phenomenal stuff. But yeah, he's he's an absolute uh, joy to work with and a joy to sit down and talk shop with. And he's he's been my sounding board a few times as well. So oh yeah, he, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How he's, old is he? Uh, Cook is twenty nine, I think. Oh no way. Yeah, twenty eight, twenty nine. So he's got some life experience. Yep. He's kind of been there. Yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah, he's mature. He's much. He's wise beyond his age. Oh, is he? Right, Warps. Yes, very nice guy. Yeah, like I, said, I was a little sixteen-year-old tagging along at Eastlink, and you and him were the guys, man. So, shout out to that. Fair enough. Warps had every question you could ever imagine. <laughs> I don't even remember that, man. I, I'm gonna. Can I? Can I throw one of your questions that I sure. remember? Shot in the dark. Shot in the dark. Hockey Day in Canada is coming. Was it Hockey Day in Canada? Or no? Oh yeah. yeah. That was just me messing around. I know. Though. I was I know, trolling. I know, I know, That's not a real I, question. I know. I know. When Warbs goes, what if someone picks up a sandbag and whiffs it at Don Cherry? I'm like, what? <laughs> I was 16. I know, I but it's, I know. But I love that question. It stuck with me forever. And I still don't know the answer. What would happen if that? I mean, Don Cherry yeah. gets hit with a sandbag. And goes, oh, tell your kids, just got hit with a sandbag. Uh, yeah. Was, yeah. Jeff has his moments. Yeah, yeah, I love it. A bit of troll in me. Yeah, That's the way it goes. That was great. No, but they were talking about how, like, back in the day, the uh, the studio, the set was basically the CIA would come in and say Don Cherry's coming in. They'd clear the whole spot, 
Jerry would go and do his thing, and then the CIA would leave, and they'd get him out of there. So, <laughs> yeah. So Warps was asking the pertinent question of well, what happens if uh, someone attacks him with a sandbag? Yeah. yeah what if? <laughs> yeah. It's good. Anything you know can happen. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to say this. There's probably someone at Sportsnet that sat down and had that on a sheet on one of these yellow legal pads and writ, wrote it down. What happens if someone attacks Don Cherry? Yeah. If, if, what happens if someone attempts attempts to attack Mr. Cherry with yeah. a sandbag? And yeah. they had contingency plans. Yeah. They had they they have it worked into their floor map. Say, all right, so if something happens, we've got exit points here, here, and here. We go eight. We got Alpha, Bravo, and and Charlie. We'll get out of here. Delta's way too far off. If we need if we need the evac. <laughs> Bravo point is the quickest way to the yeah. hospital. Yeah. yeah, that's a comment of like a guy that sits in a meeting and doesn't say anything all meeting, but he knows the <laughs> meeting's gonna end and he has to say something. Yeah. What if? Yo, what? Hold on. What, yeah. I, I will. I'll spill the beans on. So a long time ago, I was working for uh, the uh, Metro Center slash Scotiabank uh, Center. Center. One of the first events I did out of NSCC Public Relations. Yeah was help work and, and organize on the Rolling Stones event at the Halifax Commons. Okay. And I could remember the conversation being, so what happens if Mick Jagger takes a heart attack on stage? And I was like, guys, like we are way into the weeds here right now, folks. <laughs> I am 23 years old and I'm pretty sure we do not have to worry about if Mick Jagger takes a heart attack. Now, I will say this. I believe part of the plan was there was a doctor on call at the hospital across the way that if something was to happen to a member of the Rolling Stones, that the, that would be the doctor on hand for them. So I guess they covered everything. Imagine if he died here. They'd probably change it to like McGregor or Mick, Mick Jagger Park or Mick something. Jagger like, Mick Jagger Park. The Mick Jagger Commons? The Mick Jagger, Mick Jagger. The Mick Jagger Memorial Commons? Honestly. Yeah. It sounds did. sick. Yeah, it is pretty sick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thankfully, yeah. Mick Jagger did not die yeah. at the Comets. <laughs> yeah. I'd go. Yeah. Um, how much time are we at right now? Uh, 50 minutes. God. Question about the subs up in the press box. Okay. Can you take them? I believe so. I don't, okay. usually, I don't usually go to the subs for the press box because I'll be up calling the games. Now, you know, some they do go fast. The, See, the subs, and I know you were left, I think you were left. Well, I eyeballed the last, a couple. The last one was there, and you said, no, I can't take the last sub. Last well, I'm time. the new guy up there right Exactly, now. which is, a, you know, it's a vet move, though. That's a very vet move, but I can't. I felt bad because I had the last little bit of coffee, and there was a kid waiting for, with an empty cup. I was like, oh, okay. do you want this? Like, no, no. Like, okay, okay, cool. So I made the right call. You made the right call. Yeah, yeah. It was a good, that's, a, that's, a, that's a vet move by you. That's a I vet just, move. And my seat's at the very end. I didn't want to walk by with sub. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just... I got it. There's rules. Unwritten rules. At the same time, at the same time, the subs have been out. They were fair game. So you could have had a sub. I mean, I left the press box. And the last sub was there. I don't think maybe it's an unwritten rule that a sub has to stay. No, I, I saw that last sub. Yeah. Came back after intermission and it was gone. Oh, okay. Okay. I was I was grossly misinformed then. Well, I don't know. <laughs> but who, the, the gentleman had the, the I don't second last one. I don't. Uh, yeah. Bill had the second Bill last one. Bill had the second sub. last one. Yeah. Bill wasn't passing up, <laughs> passing up subs. <laughs> They're nice subs. They're beefy. Like there's really? tons of meat in them. They weren't like yeah. the cater subs. They were real ones. No, it was from Subway. They don't have Subway in the rink anymore, which questioned me. Okay, they must have drove it up, but yeah, there's subs. There's subs there. There is subs. Yeah. So part of the catering. What is on the agenda from now until uh, game time? From now till game time. 
Uh, probably going to go downtown. What time is it? Anyways, like, we've got some time. Two o'clock. Uh, I might, might go downtown. I, I do want to um, get some video editing done. I actually, it was, it was a nice little story. 16 people from Kamloops were in the building last night, including the mayor of Kamloops, huh? their rink guy, um, a councilman, uh, because they're in town doing a bid for the North American Indigenous Games of 2027. So they were presenting their bid today. Hope it went well. But they have the Memorial Cup this year, so they wanted to come to junior hockey in Halifax, cheer on the Mooseheads, oh, wear, yeah. their, wear their Blazers jerseys, <laughs> yell go Blazers. Yeah. So we were actually informed at um, the hotel they're staying at when they said, we're from Kamloops, we're here to do this to do a story. The hotel gave us a call and said, hey, you... There's a group from Kamloops here. You guys should come out and you got to be on East Link for that. Yeah. And so we got the phone call. And so I met up with them downtown. We had some a good chat. We shot a nice little video. I, I posted a little video of uh, the Kamloops fans and Halifax fans outside of the uh, Scotia Bank Center getting ready for the game. But yeah, it was a it was kind of it was really cool to see a crew for, of sixteen oh, yeah. be in town. They're excited. They're very excited for the Memorial Cup to be out in, in Kamloops. Kamloops. I'm trying to think of their WHL team. Blazers. 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 I'm trying to think of their jersey. Good fan base? Big big B. Yeah. Blue and orange. Blue yeah. and orange? Good With fan base. B. Great fan oh, base. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, yes, Fl- yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. I've seen we, it. We, me and the mayor of Kamloops made a deal last night. Um, <laughs> of course, it's a, that's such a math because, line. <laughs> <laughs> because they, now the, Kamloops makes this claim that they're the tournament capital of Canada. And it's on, like, it's, it's on all their gimmick. It's like on the sleeve it says Kamloops tournament capital of Canada. I said, okay, that's cool. We kind of have a we kind of have a claim like that, you know, for the long time Halifax claimed we're the basketball capital of Canada. And then, you know, so I said, well let's 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 come up with something here. You guys can claim Kamloops can claim tournament capital of Western Canada. Halifax, we want to claim tournament capital of Eastern Canada. And we shook on it. So Mayor Mike Savage, when you hear this, you're welcome. <laughs> you're you're now the official Tournament capital of Eastern Canada. You know what? You, you got to split it up sometimes. Out west, there's Kamloops. Out here east, we've got Halifax. Mav's just making political decisions making for Nova decisions. Scotia. Just, you know. Mayor Mike. Next thing welcome. you know, it's going to be the highways. All right, we're going to fix that up. Spend yeah. some money on it. Next on the agenda, yeah. uh, Mick Jagger Memorial yeah. Commons. When Mick Jagger passes, yeah. we have a second. Hulk Hogan Highway, <laughs> Stone Cold, whatever. Oh, no, 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 no. If we, rotary. If, we, if we're going to rename... If we're going to rename... Uh, rotaries and highways based off of wrestlers names we're gonna have the the the, the leo burke highway out to new brunswick because that's where leo burke's from and uh cuban the cuban assassin roundabout cuban was uh a a big name in atlantic grand prix wrestling back in the 70s and 80s this is again as talked about belvedere candlepins there was grand prix wrestling and the stars of grand prix wrestling were over like rover man this is the 70s, 80s, and I still have, there's still folks that when I talk wrestling, always go back to the era of Killer Carl Krupp and Leo Burke, the Beast, the Cuban Assassin, all these guys that worked around the Maritimes. Yep. And it was, uh, and Lanny Poffo, who I worked with in Japan, Lanny and Randy, Lanny Poffo and his brother, you might know his brother. I'm going to let you stew on it. You don't know, Warbs, you want to help him? I don't know. Lanny Poffo's brother. <laughs> I don't know. 
Poffle? Ask Mark. Yeah, Lanny Poffo's brother. Do I know him? Oh, you'd know him. He's a fellow by the name of Macho Man Randy Savage. No. Yes. So Lanny. No way. Randy Savage and his dad, Angelo, they would come up to the Maritimes and work Atlantic Grand Prix in the summers. Because, and this is. the hell out of here. But this is, you know, this is interesting. Again, the back of the territory times. Atlanta, Canada was a great spot for guys to come up and work in the summer. Because back in the 60s and 70s, a lot of the venues where they would work down south did not have air conditioning. So they would be working in, in these these arenas, these venues, and it would be 115 degrees outside and 140 degrees inside. And they would love to come up and work in the nice climate of Nova Scotia in the summer that would remind them of a fall in Florida. And so that's why you'd have a lot of uh, wow. a lot of names that would travel around if they want, you know, and Back in the territory days, before everything, these <clears throat> these guys would go territory to territory. They'd work. Okay, I'm going to Florida. Work two months. Going to Georgia. Work the next two months. Go up to Minnesota. Then you know, oh, do do the Maritimes. I wonder if that has anything to do with the fact that the Rock's father was in Amherst. Was well, born in Amherst. Yes, the Rock's father was. Yeah, but it, it's an intro. That's more of a, you know, the Rock's Rocky Johnson was born in Amherst. That's his name. Yes. And, and well, I believe Ro- Bulls, I think his last name's Bulls. I'm pretty sure he's, um, okay. you know, but in wrestling, it's Rocky Johnson. And I know that it just was one of those things that there was a, a dispute with his his stepdad. And the Mountie said, you got to get out of here, man, or things aren't going to go right. And that's when a young Rocky Johnson left for Toronto when he was 16. Hmm. And he, he lived and became a boxer wrestler up in Toronto. And yeah, there's still, there's still rocks. Um, the, the rock still has uh, cousins and, and uh, you know, family, fa- fam- family around, around the region. And yeah, no over that such so, a small world. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's what I've, and I'm, I, I, I'm, I don't want to butcher it, but that's the, one of the things that I, I read in the past. I'm not, you know, I'm not, a hundred percent on it, but that was that. That's what's coming to my recollection. There might be a couple things that are different with it, mm. but yeah. And Rocky Johnson just just passed uh, a couple years back. Oh, did he? Yeah, but yeah, that's they say that's uh, Rocky Johnson from you know the Rock's dad is from Nova Scotia. Pretty sick. You can't take you know what of all I said there. We know that is the fact. <laughs> that that's <laughs> the Rock's dad is from Nova Rock's Scotia. dad is from Nova Scotia. <laughs> that's a big and, deal. And you know, and it's uh, we did a story. A few, a few months back, of a painter from Dartmouth. Oh, there it is. Uh, there it is. Or uh, no, Dartmouth. She's and she headphones. Yeah. No, sorry. Keep going. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, just checking that. That. So she reached. Wanted to reach out to the Rock with an amazing painting she did of. Rocky Johnson of her dad. And so one of the relatives reached out and said, yeah, I've got this contact for you. And Dwayne is, Dwayne loves it. Dwayne wants that, that painting. So, um, and if I, again, I'm blanking on her blank. If we do so many good stories with East link, I'm blanking on her name right now. It's all good. And, um, uh, oh man, any, but she has sent, 
in the rocks in the rocks um gym in hawaii yeah hangs a piece of art from a nova scotia artist a massive piece of art from wow nova scotia artist. yep that's cool yeah that's so. great to know that's sick piece yeah. of history yeah. out in hollywood exactly ha- hawaii actually so hawaii. hawaii that's where I he believe, lives believe yeah in his gym in hawaii that's, yep. Sorry, the, yep. the headphones are killing me right yep. now. But no, that's <laughs> yeah. sick. Yeah. Um, last piece of advice for the next up and coming Mavs. Woo, have fun. Put it over. Just, you know what? And uh, to quote Bill and Ted's excellent adventure, be excellent to each other. And uh, wait, I'm going to rephrase that. Go for it. To quote Abraham Lincoln from Bill and Ted's excellent adventure, be excellent to each other and... Party on, dudes. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I, that's a great way to end That's it. a great way to end with a Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure quote, quoting Abraham Lincoln from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. People are going to be partying tonight in Halifax if we get this win. We'll see. Be excellent to each other and party on, dudes. All right. Everyone, Mavs, you're the man. I couldn't thank you more. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me appreciate, again, my friend. Appreciate it, Jeff. As always. Great for tuning in. Or thanks for being here, as always. I got nothing else to say. I'm going to see everyone uh, downtown by the way, tonight. By the way, one last thing before we go. Shout out, shout out to Jeff Warburton wearing a Glace Bay Miners hoodie on this production as well. He did that tournament. It's fantastic. Glace Bay, Cape Breton, Nova Scotia. Big, big Miners U15 energy. U15 AA. Big, shout out to the gentleman out there. Big, big Miners energy. Big Miners energy. <laughs> All right. We are, we're out, guys. Have a good one. Peace. Check it out. Swing the bat on you like the devil himself. Put it on in sickness of health. Make it you could only breathe with help. I ain't playing. You don't want to hear what you're saying yourself. Hit the street with incredible beats. We renowned for tearing it down. Never have you heard a similar sound. Like a drop off when shit pop off. Feel a hot one. Side scorching from a hot gun. Niggas get lost in the buildings with money in the children. Not the type to talk too much to catch feelings. Dominican flag over the bed on the ceiling. Protect everything I rep. That's the first thing. Many things follow. Bullets stay hollow. You acting like if we don't chew, you can't swallow. Niggas try to change my plans. I'm going to beat you till I break my hands. Do the German every place I stand. Yo, it's big sight, baby. You don't want no problem. If suckers want war, then yo, bomber. Bring the heat, squeeze the flame torch. Then peel out in a convertible gray Porsche. I'm three miles ahead of you. I took the plates off. Just in case a snitch wanna get paid off. Pull out the chainsaw. It's a musical massacre. Cut the head off the driver and the passenger. Sick my dogs after you. Have you climbing a tree? Just another crime in the street. Ain't nothing better than finding a beat. So if you find that and try to blow my spot up, get shot up. Means it's over, bro. Method Man on the remix, it's over, yo. Beat nuts, flip the beat, it's over, yo. It's a beat nuts thing, yo.
you know how that goes. So come on. What kind of beat nut am I? Spanish fly, P-O-P-P-I. Who got the lot special guest for the night? Excuse me as I kiss Yo, the sky. One on one through the nasal. To put food on the table, I brush associated labels. Yeah. Ready, willing, and able to rock cradle and rock steady. When I get the drop, I drop heavy. Push the metal mask and machete. The guard don't want beef, he want veggie. Plus signs over deadly metal. Who got him gassed on his own Getty? Battery back, he ever ready. Now what's fucking with that, huh? Not you, you chokcha. I fuck with beat nuts. Living la vida loca. Cayete la boca. See the Spanish fly on the sofa. One word, he slapped you with the toaster. Keep it in the holster on safety. Put yourself in timeout. Playing with this dough, let me find out. You ain't hard to find, though. Bound on your tonsils. She got a blind, though. She got my mind, though. <laughs> Enough booze to tell me I could use a big stiff dick right now.